around the bugle. Good afternoon, it's Steph here with Blue Jay Bugle, keeping you up to date on new music as well as what's happening in our Elmhurst community. I'll keep you up to date on today's world and local events, bringing you what you want to hear. Keep it locked into 88.7 WRSC on the radio and streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. to stay in the know with Blue Jay Bugle. In top headlines, we'll be going over the increase in the United States inflation, an update on the Russia-Ukraine situation, and the Elmhurst store that was robbed yesterday morning. Make sure to stay tuned for these news updates and more on 88.7 WRSC Blue Jay Bugle. In local news, three teens held up an Elmhurst convenience store at gunpoint early Wednesday morning, authorities said. Police said they then chased the trio to an apartment building in Chicago. The armed robbery was about 2.30 a.m. at 711 155 East 1st Street in downtown Elmhurst. According to a police news release, one of the teens pulled out a gun and stole cigarettes and cash. They then left in a stolen maroon Honda CRV before police arrived, the release said. The city's license plate reader system notified officers that the suspects were on the south side of town, police said. An Elmer's officer saw the Honda on Spring Road, resulting in a pursuit that continued east on Interstate 290. Elmhurst police, assisted by state and Chicago police, chased the teens into an apartment building on the 4700 block of West Jackson Street in Chicago, according to the release. Police surrounded the building. Eventually, police said, the teens jumped from a third floor window. Officers chased them, but the trio escaped, police said. The Elmhurst police now have the stolen Honda. In national news, Moscow launched a fresh assault on the southern Ukrainian city of Mariupol a day after one of its planes bombed a maternity hospital, illustrating how Russia is ramping up a violent push to take strategic towns at a high cost for civilians. On the 15th day of fighting, Ukrainian authorities raised the casualty count of Wednesday's hospital bombing to three dead and 17 wounded. The two top diplomats from Russia and Ukraine failed to agree on a ceasefire during a 90-minute meeting in Turkey, Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitro Kuleba, said. But there were signs that Russia's position could be shifting. As a result of the international tensions, U.S. stocks accelerated their losses and oil prices revered earlier gains as talks between Russia and Ukraine yielded up little progress and inflation readings reached a 40-year high, as the Wall Street Journal reports. I will update you more on this later, as this is an ongoing situation. In Elmhurst University news, On the Rise, EU's annual talent show is today from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the Frick Center Founders Lounge. Come watch your peers and friends perform to win cash prizes and be entertained by the best of the best at Elmhurst. May the best act win. Go Blue Jays! In national news, prices rose 7.9% in February compared to a year ago, the largest annual increase in 40 years, even as fears grow that Russia's war in Ukraine will push energy prices even higher in the months to come. The cost per gallon of gasoline hit $4.31 on Thursday, a sharp increase over the past week, threatening a new wave of uncertainty for the economic recovery which has been going strong. Families, small businesses, and companies are facing new, tough decisions about skyrocketing fuel costs, with economists warning prices are bound to get worse as the geopolitical problems intensify. Before cutting off imports of Russian oil, the United States has agreed with other world powers to release more oil from their strategic reserves to bring down prices. Yet, in working to penalize Russian President Vladimir Putin and Russia's economy, the White House has been warning Americans will likely also feel a sharper sting, as the Washington Post 
reports. In pop culture news, disgraced Empire actor Jussie Smollett is appearing in court today for sentencing on charges of staging a fake hate crime in Chicago in 2019. Smollett, 39, was convicted of lying to police by claiming he was the victim of a racist, homophobic attack in which officials say was an attempt to boost his ailing acting career. Smollett faces a maximum of up to three years in prison for each of the five felony counts of disorderly conduct. The charge filed for lying to police, of which he was convicted. He was acquitted on a six count. Experts say his lack of an extensive criminal history and the fact that conviction was for a low-level nonviolent crime mean a sentence of probation is most likely. Smollett's claims of being attacked on the 29th of January 2019 by masked MAGA supporters made headlines around the world. But the story unraveled spectacularly when Smollett was charged a month later with disorderly conduct for lying to law enforcement. In December, Smollett was convicted at trial after two brothers testified the actor paid them $3,500 to carry out the attack, gave them money for the ski masks and rope, instructed them to fashion the rope into a noose, and then told them exactly what to shout when they carried out the fake attack. Police arrested the actor a month later, saying he paid two brothers to stage the attack in an effort to raise his show business profile. He eventually pleaded not guilty to six counts of felony disorderly conduct, as Reuters reports. Also on my show for International Women's Month, I'm going to be talking a little bit about history and integral women in history. So today I have two fun facts for you. So my first fun fact, Wyoming Territory was the first place to grant women the right to vote. So the Wyoming Wyoming Territorial Legislature gave every woman the right to vote in 1869, according to History.com. They elected the country's first female governor, Nellie Taylor Ross, in 1924. My second fun fact is the 19th Amendment didn't give all women the right to vote. So the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote, was signed into law on August 26th of 1920. But at the time, a number of other laws prohibited Native American women, Black women, Asian American women, and Latinx women from voting, among others. It wasn't until 1924 that Native women born in the United States were granted citizenship, allowing them to vote, according to PBS. But even after that, Native American and other women of color were prevented from voting by state laws such as poll taxes and literacy tests. It wasn't until 1965 when President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act into law that discriminatory tactics such as literacy tests were outlawed and all women could vote. Hello everyone, it's Steph here on 88.7 WRSC and I have something special for you tonight. Right now I'm with Nolan Fraza of Every Nation Campus here to talk about his organization. Welcome, Nolan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. It's it's great to have you here. So, Nolan, give me a brief overview of Every Nation Campus and what's the role that you play in it? Yeah, so I'm the president of Every Nation Campus. We're a Christian club on campus. We just started about a year and a half ago, so we're pretty new and just starting to get some traction around campus. Okay, trying to get the word out there. Yeah. Okay. And then what exactly, what sort of events do you, do you host events or you? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, weekly meetings where um, we just try to look into the Bible or just have dialogue about hard questions that um, a lot of people have about Mm -hmm. just morality or questions about the Christian faith or the Bible. 
Um, and we like to have some fun, too. Uh, we host this spike ball event in the fall. Oh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> and we're trying to get together uh, some service opportunities here in the spring as well. Okay, good to, good to hear. Okay, really trying to get the message out so everybody knows about yeah. the organization. Yes. Yeah. So in what ways does Every Nation Campus engage others with the message of Jesus Christ? You talked a little bit about scripture readings. I don't know if you want to go more into that. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, our our weekly meetings are one of the bigger ways that we do that um, through reading the Bible and reading uh, the words of Jesus. But we also go, we try to go out about once a week uh, just on campus and just engage in conversation with people, uh, just about maybe their religious views mm -hmm. and our values and how they conflict or how they're similar. And it's just really good to have those conversations with people and see uh, where people are religiously or in their spiritual walk. So you're constantly trying to get people interested. So what, what would you do if somebody came up to you and they said, man, everything going on in the world today, like how could you, how could you hope for, That's, for that, God? Like, that is a great question, yeah. uh, especially with everything going on into the world today uh, with the pandemic in Ukraine and okay. I'm sure we could go on forever. Um, mm -hmm. But I would really just say um, it comes down to trust in the Christian faith and belief that God is in control. Um, there's many times throughout the Bible where God says he's a God of justice mm -hmm. and that he will, um, you know, wrong the right or right the wrongs. <laughs> um, and so that's the faith that we have as Christians that, you know, as these things go on in the world, um, he's going to use them for his good and he, there's going to be justice served uh, at the end of the day. Okay, awesome. So I have some more questions for you. How many people are involved right now in Every Nation Campus? People who come um, regularly through uh, each week. Um, but we always have a, one or two people, you know, trying us out each week um, and seeing what we're about. Okay, great. I hope you get more people after this. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So you also say in the description of Every Nation Campus on the Blue Jay Life website that the organization is diverse. In which ways would you say the organization is diverse? Yeah, um, I would say in a lot of ways. So uh, one way is um, just in religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of different denominations of Christianity. Oh, it's um, not just... It's not just like one type? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We have, you know, um, some are Protestant, some are non-denominational, some have grown up Catholic. Um, so we are a wide variety there. Um, racially, we have a, a wide mix of people who come. Um, and major-wise, um, as we were saying off the air, we have uh, <laughs> people from all over, um, about every category of major you can have here at Elmer and Sweet. We probably have someone. <laughs> That's great. That's, yeah. that, that is very diverse. Yeah. So everyone is welcome to join meetings? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 There's no there's no requirements. There's no religious affiliation. Oh, so they don't even have to be a certain type of religion. Anybody interested could just come on by? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. <laughs> and I know that you are the president of Every Nation Campus here at Elmhurst U, but are there opportunities for leadership outside of that position? Like, do you have a student board of directors or are you working toward that? Yeah, so that's something um, we'd really love to have. Uh, right now, we really just don't have the numbers um, to have that board. Yeah. Um, we have a vice president and then we actually just got someone um, on the board at uh, with the student or the spiritual life council. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, great. so they're kind of the overarching yeah. religious club on campus. So we just got someone in there uh, representing our club. But yeah, uh, we would love to have some more people um, be able to step up in leadership roles. That's awesome. So if anybody else is interested, Every Nation Campus, you can join them. And when are your meetings? 
Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. All right. So more questions for you. Next question. Are you affiliated with any churches in the area? Yeah. So I personally, I go to City View Community Church. Okay. So, where's that at? Uh, it's about a two-minute walk. That is oh. one of the main reasons I picked <laughs> okay. it. You know, nice uh, short walk from campus. But we're also... Um, our club is held by a church called Second City Church. Okay. They are downtown Chicago. And so they help um, fund us with different activities we like to do um, and things like that. Fun. Okay. Do you ever go and take like trips there? or? Yeah. 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 We actually have a trip coming up uh, in April where we're going to go downtown. Yeah. And just enjoy some of the food. Nice. Okay. Do you ever have people from Second City Church come in and talk at your meetings or anything? Yeah, yeah. We have a few, um, one or two volunteers from the church okay. uh, who come and help us out our meetings. And uh, when we do worship nights, sometimes they come and help out. Fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's good that you have somebody with that kind of knowledge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, next question. Has your organization done anything to support the situation in, in Ukraine? Or are you planning on supporting the situation in Ukraine in any way? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we haven't talked um, a lot about it as a club. Uh, we've done a lot of prayer. That's mm -hmm. been, um, I'd say, our biggest contribution um, as a club. But that is definitely something uh, we should look more into. I oh, yeah. There's a lot of different, you know, like little tiny philanthropy things. Yeah. Or, but I think that it's still important that you're praying for them. So thank yeah. you for doing that. Of course. Do you have any upcoming events for Every Nation Campus? Uh, yes, we do. We have, it's going right. to be... Uh, in April, where we go downtown Chicago, it's okay. going to be April 9th. April We're going to be, yeah, going downtown and just enjoying the food of Chicago. I'm mm -hmm. a big food person. Mm -hmm. uh, and being from Michigan, the amount of food in Chicago just blows me away. That urges the question, what kind of pizza guy are you? Are you a are you a deep dish pizza or are you a thin crust pizza? Oh, deep dish. Deep all dish the way. all yeah. the way. Let's go Chicago style. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next question for you is, do you have any socials that interested students can follow? Yes, we do. We have an Instagram. Uh, okay, it's ENC underscore Elmhurst. ENC underscore Elmhurst. And then who can students reach out to for more information about Every Nation Campus? Yeah, so uh, you could reach out to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, what's your yeah. email? Uh, my email, <laughs> if you want to reach out, it's no, and then my last name, F-R-A-A-Z-A, -A -A, at Gmail. At Gmail? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. So now we're going to move on to the more personal questions. So what does your religious journey look like? Did you grow up with the faith or did you find it later on or did it change? Like, let's go through that. Yeah. So um, for me, I grew up uh, in a Christian household uh, my whole life and it definitely, it changed um, through my life. It was definitely something I didn't understand or grasp fully um, from a young age. When I was younger, it was more, it was the rule book I followed, yeah, you know, the do's and don'ts. It's hard to understand at yeah. that age. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, and it was for me. And uh, so that was kind of just how I perceived it. Um, really about till sophomore year high school is when I really, uh, it was transformed for me through a missions trip and just saw oh. some people, yeah, who really understood it. They understood that relationship with Jesus. Uh, that Christianity is really all about and that kind of uh, switched it for me where I was really able to grasp um, what it meant to be a follower of Christ or a Christian. And yeah, so I'd say from there, that's where I've really been on my uh, journey. There's been lots of ups and downs, a lot of hills and valleys, um, a lot of questions. <laughs> yes, there are. Oh, yes. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a good good journey. 
That's cool. Where did you go on the, the missionary trip to? Uh, we went to Dayton, Ohio. Oh, um, Ohio. Okay. Yes, it wasn't yes. out of country or anything. No. Sometimes, you know, missionaries will go out. out oh, there. yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wish. Someday. Someday, <laughs> I hope. Um, but yeah, no, it's just at Dayton, Ohio. And we were holding um, kind of, we call it uh, Vacation Bible School. So it's okay. pretty much the Christian version of daycare uh, is the <laughs> best way to put it. Um, and we just, you know, help some refugees who were in the area um, have their we had their kids for the day so they could go out and look for jobs or just get some time away from the kids. Um, and we just helped renovate the church we were staying at. Oh, that's cool. That must have been a really special experience. It was. It was great. It's cool that you had that. So and then next question. Now, I found online that a driving point of Every Nation missionaries, which is what you were based off of. So ev- therefore, Every Nation campus is evangelicalism but how do you spread the word of god to people who believe he doesn't exist or are say against him even yeah that's uh, a great question um and that's something we run into a lot uh, especially here on campus um, when we're you know having those conversations as i mentioned earlier um with people who just don't believe or have different views and the biggest thing is listening uh, to them and understanding where they come from a lot of people have complex um complicated relations with religion um maybe Mm -hmm. christianity specifically or others and so we found it's just important to listen to these people and hear where they're coming from uh and we just tell them what we believe uh there's no no pressure for them to um agree with us you know we know people are going to disagree with us Mm -hmm. and we're okay with that Uh, but we just want people to know what we believe is the truth and give them an opportunity yeah (laughs) i respect that um and then my last question for you is what is your favorite part of being in every nation campus oh that's a great question i mean maybe other than the free food uh (laughs) every week uh is probably the community that is just we formed and just the closeness with people there's uh, you know, you can feel free to say whatever you're, what's on your mind uh, every week, and you know there's going to be no judgment or condemnation towards you. Oh, so it's a safe, it's a safe space. Yeah. Then to oh talk yeah. About things. So yeah. It's everybody great. needs that. Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> Free food, good friends, a place to just talk. Yeah. Seems like every nation campus, if you're into those things, would be for you. So, when are your meetings then again? We are Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. Okay, Tuesdays at eight, and then where? Are you? Uh, in the basement of the chapel. Okay, basement of the chapel. I don't know if yeah. there's a number that you can get. Zero one eight. Zero one eight in the chapel Tuesday at eight. Yep, Tuesdays eight. at eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming here with me and talking about your your thing. Of course, this was <laughs> so fun. This was yeah. great. All right, so this was Nolan Fraza from Every Nation Campus. Can you give us your email again? Yes, in case. it is no, F-R-A-A-Z-A at Gmail. That will be it for the rest of Blue Jay Bugle. Thank you for tuning in with me tonight, Stephanie on 88.7 WRC Blue Jay Bugle.